In his book, They Shall Be Comforted, Father Joseph Nolan, who taught theology at Boston College for many years, Father Nolan writes about a man named Jerry Sitzer, a name is spelled S-I-T-T-S-E-R, who lost many years ago his wife, his mother, and his daughter in a terrible car accident. I thought of Jerry as I prepared for this homily because I think he is somebody who has come to understand deeply the words of St. Paul in today's second reading from Romans 8. What will separate us from the love of Christ? Will anguish or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or the sword? No, in all these things we conquer overwhelmingly through him who loved us. Not surprisingly, after he lost these three people who were so close to him, Jerry Sitzer received many letters of condolence and support from concerned friends and loved ones. Often these letters contain the idea that what happened to him was grossly unfair and horribly unjust. Jerry struggled with this idea for quite some time, and finally he came to this conclusion. These are his words. He said, over time I began to be bothered by the assumption that I had a right to complete fairness. Granted, I did not deserve to lose three members of my family, but then again, I am not sure I deserved to have them in the first place. Perhaps I did not deserve their deaths, but I did not deserve their presence in my life either. On the face of it, living in a perfectly fair world appeals to me, but deeper reflection makes me wonder. In such a world, I might never experience tragedy, but neither would I experience grace especially the grace God gave me in the form of three wonderful people whom I lost. So, God spare us a life of fairness. To live in a world with grace is better by far than to live in a world with absolute fairness. A fair world might make things nice for us, but only as nice as we are. We might get what we deserve, but I wonder how much that is, and whether or not we would really be satisfied. A world with grace will give us more than we deserve. It will give us life, even in our suffering. This, my brothers and sisters, is what St. Paul is telling us when he says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor present things, nor future things, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God that comes to us in Christ Jesus our Lord. The only thing that separates us as human beings from Christ and his love is mortal sin. And praise be to God, that does not have to be a permanent separation. That can be dealt with very quickly, very effectively, totally in the sacrament of reconciliation. If we have the good sense to go to confession when we need to go and have the opportunity. And here at St. Pius, we have at least two opportunities every week, Wednesday, 5 p.m., Saturday afternoon, 3.30 p.m., or any time by appointment. We'd be glad to hear your confession at other times. But other than that, other than when we are in the state of mortal sin, every situation we face in this life is an occasion where God can bring forth good fruit, where his grace can bring forth good fruit. Jerry's sister, in the midst of his pain, has experienced this truth personally. He, in Christ Jesus, has conquered by allowing God's grace to sustain him and also to enlighten him 
in his hour of need. Jerry has experienced a true victory here, a spiritual victory over confusion and anger and despair, over those things that would threaten any one of us if we lost three loved ones in such a sudden and tragic way. Applying this now to ourselves and to our common experience since mid-March of this year, here's an interesting question. If St. Paul were physically present in our world today, would he add one more item to his list in verse 35 of this text? Would he say, what will separate us from the love of Christ? Will anguish or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or the sword or COVID-19? He might add that. He certainly could. Coronavirus would definitely be a valid addition to the question. Now, sadly, I'm sure there are many Christians in the world right now who've turned away from the Lord since this pandemic began. People who have allowed their anguish and distress to either weaken or destroy their faith. And that's a tragedy. That's a tragedy worse than the virus itself. But others, thank be to God, other people have responded in exactly the opposite way. They haven't allowed this virus to separate them from Christ and his love. Rather, they've used this situation as an opportunity, as an opportunity to grow in their relationship with the Lord and in their relationships with other people, especially in many cases with the members of their own families. And that's been a great thing. And many people have rearranged their priorities as well. This is something that Pope Francis suggested in an address he gave way back on March 27th, the very beginning of the crisis. He addresses God at one point in that talk, and the Pope says this, here I quote, It is not the time of your judgment, Lord, but of our judgment. A time to choose what matters and what passes away. A time to separate what is necessary from what is not. It's a time for us to get our lives back on track with regard to you, Lord, and to others. Those who have followed that advice since late March and who've drawn closer to the Lord and others, they've experienced victory in their lives. The same victory St. Paul talks about in this text. Victory over anguish and distress and anger and fear and all those forces that threaten to drag us down as human beings, even when we're not in a crisis. They've experienced this victory, believe it or not, even if they've had the virus and died from it. Yes, the virus defeated them physically, but it could not and it did not defeat them spiritually. And since our souls and not our mortal bodies will live on forever, in the end, my brothers and sisters, the spiritual victories we win in our lives will be the ones that will matter the most.